What's up, guys? Caden Cleveland here with the Oklahoma Senate, and you are joining us for another episode of OK Senate on Deck. It's a podcast that we shoot here from the Oklahoma State Capitol with President Pro Tem of the Oklahoma Senate, Senator Greg Treat, where we talk about all the latest legislative news, all the latest policies that have been enacted by the Oklahoma legislature, and talk about the impacts that those will have. So today what we're going to be talking about is government reforms. Over the past few weeks, the past few episodes, we've talked a lot about the Oklahoma State budget that was passed. Today what we're going to do is narrow down our topic into government reforms. We're going to be talking about all the different ways that the legislature has made our state government more efficient and transparent. So you're not going to miss this episode, guys. Hang tight, and we will be right back. All right, hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back. As I mentioned before, we're here with another episode of OK Senate on Deck. Of course, just like every week with our president pro tem of the Oklahoma Senate, Senator Greg Treat. Senator, welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you again for taking the time just to update everybody again on what's going on here at the uh, state capitol. Yeah, I think it's important to continue these through the interim. We, we continue the work through the interim, and I want people to stay informed and, and go in more depth on some of these issues. Definitely, absolutely. So, Pro Tim, over the last few weeks, um, we've been talking a lot about what the legislature, what the legislature has been able to do um, specifically for the budget. And we've talked a lot about uh, education budget, uh, a lot about criminal justice reform lately. I wanted to kind of uh, ask you a different question, one that we've been receiving a lot on social media and on, on our podcast here. And that has to do with uh, what are some of the reforms that the legislature has really been moving forward, uh, specifically this year, what has been accomplished in the government reform category. So I'll kind of turn it over to you there. And um, what are some of the top reforms that you think yeah. that has been focused on this well, year? First off, it's all about accountability, transparency, efficiency. All the reforms aim at those three things. Loft was Senate Bill 1 or the, the Legislative Budget Office, but it's actually Loft Legislative Office of Fiscal Transparency. And transparency is not just a word to make an acronym. It is truly to get uh, taxpayers, to get Oklahomans, to get legislators more information to make really good decisions on these programs that we fund year after year. Um, I I think that LOFT was extremely important and will pay dividends in the long run. We also had government accountability early on where we gave the governor more uh, ability to hire and fire agency directors. Right. Uh, and that's extremely important because somebody needs to be accountable to Oklahomans about who's running these agencies. It doesn't need to be this uh, unelected board. They're good people. I'm not trying to use that in a nefarious type, but the governor of the state should be held accountable for what happens in the executive branch. That right. was extremely important uh, reform to get done. Can I ask you a quick question real quick, just, just backing up real quick, on the topic of loft. Um, we've been getting a lot of follow-up questions on people think it's a, it's a really cool idea and it's awesome the purpose of it is for more transparency obviously it's in the name uh, we've been getting a lot of questions on um, how the function will actually work will this will this information be transparent to the general public or just for the legislature can you kind of walk us through no, what it, that'll look like the way it's designed it's supposed to be transparent and it will be transparent uh, to the general public on everything uh, that loft does so there will be a committee of both House members and Senate members, Republicans and Democrats, that direct the work of LOFT, but their reports won't be sealed and hidden from the public. Right. They'll be publicly available, uh, and uh, the taxpayers and, again, Oklahomans, our neighbors, can sit there and look at them and say, did the legislature use that information to improve uh, what we're doing in Oklahoma? It's mm-hmm. a huge deal. 
you know, there's also been some questions I've seen on social media about redundancy, and we've talked about that a little bit here. Uh, it's not going to be redundant to what the House and Senate staff does, but it is going to hold the executive branch accountable. So the executive branch has uh, Office of Management Enterprise Services that does most of the budgeting for the governor. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a Republican form of government, you really need checks and balances. And if one of those checks doesn't have the same information as the other, so the executive branch has all the information and we're supposed to be holding those agencies accountable, then it's a lopsided equation. Right. And so we have to build up our information to where we're on parity with them as far as information so we can make really good decisions. While Governor Stitt is holding the agencies accountable as far as hiring and firing the director, we're holding the governor and those agencies accountable for those dollars we spend and loft is going to be an extremely important uh, component to that, uh, our ability to hold them accountable and to bring greater transparency to the process. Yeah. The other thing that people bring up from time to time is, well, not what the state auditor does. This is going to be a different lane. We're going to make sure they don't uh, duplicate efforts. Okay. We will utilize some of the reports that the auditor's office has done. It's a very important function of government, and uh, the state auditor and, and uh, myself and the speaker have been in contact. Our budget chairs uh, thought it was important enough that when we finally came up to a budget agreement, uh, we had 10 new auditors added to the state auditor inspector. Mm -hmm. So we're not just putting these resources at the legislature and forgetting about the state auditor. No, we're saying both need to be beefed up so we can have, have greater accountability on the taxpayer dollars. So you mentioned that they have a little bit different roles there, and you also mentioned that there will be an increase in the amount of, uh, I think it was $700,000 allocated to um, the state auditor to increase the number of auditors they actually employ. Yeah. So I guess the question here is how will these roles really be different? I mean, does the auditor have, they have those uh, annual audits that they perform on state agencies. Will Loft also be doing that, or would they be going, so, uh, doing more de details than that? Some people may have heard of APAC the last couple of years, the agency performance uh, commission that was at LSB as mm -hmm. well. It had uh, executive nominees or appointments and also legislative appointments. Right. Uh, led by business people from around the state, very accomplished business people. They went out and did actual audits, performance audits. And so there was a lot more duplication between what they were doing and what the state auditors was. So I think uh, w was doing. So I think there was some confusion. People aren't differentiating between APAC and LOFT. Okay. We did consume the duties of APAC into LOFT. So we have those abilities if we needed some specialized audit to look at something. We can still contract with the state auditor or we can go out to a private firm, either one, depending on the, the level of depth we need to go into. Okay. But LOFT is going to be looking at, okay, we passed this program three years ago, just hypothetical program. Mm -hmm. Is it actually hitting the targets that we set for it? Do we need to tweak it from some policy standpoint to improve it? Furthermore, it's going to look out at best practices around the country, which the auditor does some, but it's going to inform our budget practice so much better wow. to be able to have real numbers, to have unfettered access to the data. We put in there that Loft would have the ability to subpoena, uh, and hopefully that's never used. But we need to make sure there is zero impediment to getting information to the legislators to make the decisions and ultimately to Oklahomans so they know what's going on in their state government. Gotcha. So this being a, an episode about government reforms, uh, getting a lot of questions uh, early on, really, not so much anymore, but just so have you comment on it. Is this a 
true government reform or is this uh, simply growing government? And I, I think that that was an early on question that we had uh, about this, but uh, just to give a give your thoughts on, on that question, can you kind of give us a... Yeah, what, anyone what who knows me knows I'm not interested in growing government. <laughs> That's for so, sure, yeah. So what we are interested in doing is making sure we have the best product to deliver to the Oklahoma people that they pay for. Right. Uh, this session to me, this previous session we just got out of, was all about restoring public trust in the mm -hmm. legislature. We're not 100% there. People still have misgivings, but we have restored trust much larger than we have since I've been here. Mm -hmm. People see that we're actually getting things done. We're working well with others. But this is to make sure that when we fund a program, we know what it's actually doing. Yeah. Right now, when when we fund a program, just again for a hypothetical, Oklahoma Healthcare Authority, the state's Medicaid agency, we have information coming from the agency that says, yeah, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, but we have no way to verify that. To actually track that data. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and we have no way to uh, – we also hear from lobbying groups that say that, that are beneficiaries of that program some way financially, typically, oh, this is great, it's doing so much. But we don't have a way to verify that right now. The health department is probably the better example. The health department during the previous uh, session, previous legislature, uh, they convinced us that they needed $30 million or they weren't going to be able to make payroll. We were completely at their mercy to be being honest with us. Right. And it turns out they were hiding the ball from us. Wow. They were commingling federal and state monies. And, and that agency has changed. There's new leadership there. Excited about it. I'm not trying to, to say anything about the current health department. Mm -hmm. But it was easy for them to hide it. Right. And that should have uh, awoken Oklahoma to the fact that we need more tools in our tool uh, shed to be able to go out and look and, and do more in-depth analysis. Uh, we have a, a staff here in the Oklahoma Senate that is great at helping us write the budget. They just don't have those tools that right. we need uh, through LOFT. And LOFT is going to be a shared experience between the House and the Senate. We have co-equal power over it. We'll have co-equal membership over it. And the Oklahomans will be able to see everything that LOFT does. I love that. So early on you mentioned that these government reforms were all about uh, transparency, efficiency increases for, for our state government. Um, you mentioned government accountability, LOFT, this increase in the state auditors, uh, number of auditors that will be at, in the state auditor's office. Um, is there any other reforms that you, you had in mind, things that uh, maybe the, the uh, Senate or the House were really focused on this year? Yeah, we had a myriad of them just for interest of time. Uh, judicial reform was a big issue that we talked about, judicial redistricting. Yes, absolutely. The way that, that uh, the court system is made up, it's based off of redistricting the Supreme Court, the Oklahoma Supreme Court. And so you have a very high concentration of attorneys in the Tulsa and Oklahoma City metros, and then you have attorneys throughout the state. But the way we were having to decide uh, Supreme Court justice is not we, the governor. Uh, in the JNC was on an antiquated system that I think was last updated in the la late 60s. So we, it went from the late 60s to 2019. Wow. We've had several censuses, quite a, uh, you know, every 10 years we have a census. Right. So we had one in the 70, 70, 80, 90, 2000, 2010, and we had never adjusted those uh, judicial lines to, to meet up with that. That's extremely important to make sure that uh, one man, one vote, that we have make sure that Oklahomans are well represented on right. the court as well. Uh, workers' compensation reform, we, we stayed the line, made sure that we kept those reforms uh, intact, and uh, just did a really good job on making sure that we continue the progress we've made there. Mm -hmm. 
we had a little setback in the court. The court uh, found a, a special law uh, in in this the workers' comp reform. We're gonna have to go back and adjust some mm -hmm. of that. No, that was actually tort. I'm sorry. Tort that reform. That was tort. Yeah, you're right. That Absolutely. was tort reform. So I apologize. Yeah, the tort reform we had a setback mm -hmm. on. Uh, we'll have to work through that next session, figure out a solution to that. And that's just the natural progression of things. As things improve, you discover things that need to be adjusted and so they can be further improved. I think that's – you've shown that that's what you're all about. So. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask you about that – I don't know if you put it in the government reform category, but certainly within the legislative process is uh, the appointment process for these boards and commissions and how they actually become – uh, members of these boards and these commissions is that they go through a legislative process to be uh, confirmed by the Senate. Can you kind of walk us through that and how yeah. that has re really shaped this year? Senate confirmation is one of the things that makes Senates around the United States, uh, including the, the U.S. Senate, unique, is that they have the ability to give advice and consent to the governor hmm. on different appointments. And we take that role extremely seriously. We beefed it up with a bipartisan working group this summer. So we were actually building the boat or repairing the boat uh, as we're in the middle of the stream. Right. Uh, so around April, we, we modified it uh, pretty drastically. But we were able to get through all the executives, and, and some didn't make it through, and some most did. The vast majority did. But you have a should have, Oklahomans should have a much higher degree of confidence uh, that that those people that the governor appoints and we confirm have been thoroughly, thoroughly vetted right. uh, in a much more meaningful way than we have in, in recent years. Gotcha. So in kind of layman's terms, it was uh, great to see that these people who were appointed and all great candidates, but it's, like you said, very important for Oklahomans to know that these people have been well vetted. And that's exactly what was really secured this year, I think, by under your leadership under the yeah, Senate. Yeah, it's so. extremely important, especially if we talk about that in concert with government accountability, where we, we've we given the governor more authority yes, to hire absolutely. and fire people. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I don't have this concern about Governor Stitt, but some future governor, you can't ever make policy based on current personalities mm -hmm. that are in these offices. Uh, you know, you just appoint your best friend, your college roommate or something to head an agency that may not be qualified for that. And so you've got to, you've got to guard against that. You've got to make sure the person understands uh, what they're getting into right. and that they're qualified. And, and I mean, he's, he's nominated some excellent, excellent people that we've had the pleasure of confirming. And, and then there were a couple that we had some questions on. So yeah. that's good. Well, uh, pro Tim, that's pretty much, uh, about out of time here, but we wanted to thank you for walking us through all the government reforms. That's that's something that I, I think is very important to Oklahomans is to make sure that uh, while we continue to fund our agencies and, and uh, make sure that they're well-funded and have enough resources to do their job well, that there's also reforms going along with those, making sure everything is still transparent and as, and as efficient as possible. Yeah, and one thing I don't want to gloss over, uh, criminal justice reform has been something we've been working on for four or five years out of here. We didn't make as big a step this year. Uh, but we did make a step on on those 780 crimes as people simple possession right. type crimes, people in prison, incarcerated currently, and that's still working through the process now. We've got a, a lot more to do on criminal justice reform, and and I'm excited to see 
uh, progress made next session on that. And that topic, that's probably something that we, we should devote a whole episode to, is just breaking yeah. apart the, the criminal justice reform topic, where, where we came from, where we're at now, and what the future looks like, yeah. what the plan is moving forward. So, yeah. well, awesome, Protein. We're about out of time here, but did you have anything else to add before we sign nope. off? Appreciate it. Right on, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for walking us through all those reforms that are extremely important for us just to all know that uh, that our government is being as efficient and transparent as possible. So, and guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it means a lot that you join us every week and listen to our episodes. Stay in touch with what's going on here at the state capitol. Um, if you do have any questions for us, feel free to email us. We have an email direct here to the podcast. It's on deck at oksenate.gov. Uh, or you can uh, listen to any of our previous podcasts that we have. They're all they're available on iTunes. All you have to do is go into iTunes and search Oklahoma Senate Republicans, and it'll be the first one up there. Feel free to subscribe and leave us a nice comment. That'd be great, too. Well, Pro Tim, thank you again, and thank you guys, and we will see you soon. Bye. Through the bed.